This week's Parshas, Parshas Truma. Parshas Truma talks about the, the, the building of the Mishkan. Uh, the Mishkan uh, starts off talking about the building of the Kalim from the Mishkan, the vessels, not the Mishkan itself. Starts off with the Arain, right? The, in which, on which the Shekhinah rested, the Arain. Then it goes to the Shulchan, which is the, in the table where they put the Lechem upon him. And then it goes to the Menaira. And then it stops... Uh, discussing Kalem and actually discusses the building of the Mishkan itself, the the ureis which cover the Mishkan and then the, the Krushim which are the which is the wood that the Mishkan is built from, and then it goes back afterwards to the to uh, after discussing the courtyard, it goes back to the the mis- discusses the mizbeach, right? First the mizbeach, first mizbeach, and then the chatzah, yeah, and then the correct. Thank you, and then. So the question is, why? What's the why is, why is it presented in this order? As a matter of fact, we find in Parshas Pekude, when B'tzalel, who was in charge of the actual project of building the Mishkan and the Kalim, it says that he did everything like Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu. And Rashi brings that it, every, it's like everything Hashem told Moshe, not like everything Moshe told him. What does that mean? Because Moshe rep- reported it, told him first build the Kalim, and then build the Mishkan. And B'tzalel said. That's not how you build a house. When you build a house, first you build a house, and then you build the kalim and put the kalim inside. Otherwise, you build the kalim without a place to leave them. It's that's not that's not a that's not an efficient way of, of building things. So much you said, you're right. That's really what Hashem meant that we should first build the mishkan and not the kalim. So, if that's if that's the case, first of all, we have to ask, then why talk about the building of the kalim first? Why not talk about the building of the mishkan? So the, the simple answer to that question is that the, the reason for the Mishkan was the Kalim. The, especially, the, particu- particularly the Aron, which is the first of the Kalim, which is mentioned, that's the, on which the Shekhinah rested. So that, the point of the Mishkan is that the Shekhinah should rest over there. So the Kalim, are the, the, the reason for the Mishkan is to have the Kalim, which through the Kalim we perform the service of Oidah that's done in the Mishkan. But, but in a practical sense, Batala was correct. That you first need to build the Mishkan, then, then to build the Kalim. But, the question is, why is the order of the Kalim then? So we have here the Aaron, the Shulchan, the Menorah, and then it goes to the Mishkan. Why, why, why? I wanted to try to try to give some insight into, into what the, the, the Hamshech of, of the flow of, 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 of these, the way these things were set up in the parsha. So, in the, in the Mishkan, the Kalim are Miramis to different things. We have the Aaron and the Shulchan. And we have also later in the end of Parshas Tetzava, we have the small Mizbech Haktaras, the golden Mizbech, which is in, also in the Mishkan. They each of them have on them something called the Zer, which is like a uh, sort of a, referred to as like a, it's, it's a crown. And, and Chazal say that the, the Zer of the Aaron is a remez to the Keser, the crown of Tyra. The Zer on the Shulchan is the remez to the Keser Malchus. The shulchan is like the table represents sort of gashmias and, and physical, physical wealth, and that's what a king deals with. And the, the mizbeach hakteris also has a zera. It represents the keser, the crown of kahuna. Like the Mishnah says, there's three kesarim, the kahuna, which is which is avoda, which is kehanim, the service of Hashem. So what is the menorah though? Where does menorah fall on? These are the kelim, the mikdash. And we know the Menorah also, the Gemara says in Shabbos, that it writes a Lahachim, someone who wants to become smart in Torah, Yadrim, he should dive in towards the south. Why? Because the Simonech, and the Simon today is the Menorah is Badarim, the Menorah was in the south. So you see, the Menorah also represents Torah. So what's the, what's the need for 
two kalim in the Mishkan that are connected or Maramis or hint at Tyra. So the ones I've already I once heard from Rabbi Kotlos and he says that there are two kalim in the Mikdash which represent Tyra. However, we know the Gemara, the Gemara in Brachas tells us that there's a machlekes between Shimba Echai and Rabbi Shema. That how do how do how do you resolve the conflict of the need to learn Torah with the need to to uh, earn a living? There isn't time for everything. So Rabbi Shema says the Torah says you have to have to gather in the grain. So it must be you have to work. So what do you do? So Ella, a person when he has time to learn, he learns. When a person has to work, he works. Shimba Echai says. Now, when we have Shadam, Chayresh, Bishas, Harisha, Zerea, Bishas, a person is going to plow when he has to plow, he's going to plant when he has to plant. And he's going to do all the different facets of it. He phrases it in terms of agricultural society. He's going to do all the different things you need to do. There'll be no time to learn. Tara Matela. I'd rather what Bishmal says a person, I'm sorry, Bishmal says a person should learn and just focus on his learning and don't worry, and Hashem will provide for him. And the Gemara says, Abai said, Many people did like Hashem Baichai. It didn't work for them, but for individuals it does work. So we see this machlekes, there's two types of approaches to this world and, and in terms of Torah. This one that's absolute, like Hashem Baichai, is only focused on Torah. And, and then there's a focus of Torah, like Hashem which is the Torah and in this world. So Baran says that the Aran represents a type of Torah, like Hashem Baichai. Because the Aram we know is in the Kedesh HaKadashim and the holiest of holies, right? In fact, we know that the Gemara tells us that doesn't, the Aram, based on the dimensions of the Aram, it didn't really fit into the dimensions of the Kedesh HaKadashim. But the Aram was something which was supernatural and it, didn't, it was not physical. It, it was, it was, its physicality was, 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 was subordinate to its, to its Ruchnias, to its spirituality. So it was not a physical thing. And that's like Abshim Baichai saying, don't worry about this world. Just focus on Torah, and Hashem is going to provide for you. That's not a physical. That's not a. That's not something that's that makes sense in this world. But that's that's something which is super, super kadosh, super ruchni. That's kadosh hakadoshim, holiest of the holies. But in the menorah, menorah is placed in the heichal, which is the which is the kadosh, which is not the kadosh hakadoshim. It's the holy part of the Beis Hamikdash of the Mishkan, but it's somewhat less than the kadosh hakadoshim. And in there, there's a. It's it's sort of the. It encompasses both the Ruchni, both the spiritual, and the, and the Gashmi, and the physical, and making the physical holy. In fact, look, let's look at the Parsha. The Parsha says first, the Tzava on the Aran. So we said the Aran sits in the Kedesh HaKadoshim, and that's, that's Torah in its purest form. And the Shulchan, which is the next thing, the Shulchan we said is Ramis to the Shulchan Malachim, which, talks, which is uh, the, the table of the kings, which focuses almost, a king's job is to focus on the on the on the on the on the physical needs of the people, and that's the shulchan. And the shulchan is in the kaidish next to the menorah. So we have the ara, and then the shulchan, and then there's the menorah, which is somewhat the menorah is like is like blending what the ara and the shulchan have to accomplish. The ara is the tyra, the shulchan is the gashmias, and the menorah is a tyra which blends ruchnias and gashmias together. That's what that's what that's what the the menorah uh, uh, represents. So we have. We we there was something strange, very strange thing, two strange points about the menorah, which can be understood in light of this. The pasuk says that at the very end of the parsha about the menorah, it says a Maish Rabbeinu, Hashem was mitzav a Maish Rabbeinu. He says Ureiva ase, you should see and you should do, like I showed you, like like I showed you how to make, I showed you on the mountain how to make the how to make the menorah. 
And Rashi says, what's the hey, what do you mean you should see? He says, because Moshe Rabbeinu was having difficulty. The menorah was very intricate. He couldn't figure out how to make it. So Hashem said, no, I, I, she showed him a menorah, a picture of a menorah of fire, in order for you to be able to understand how, how to make it. Why was Moshe Rabbeinu confused about the menorah of all, of all Kalim? And not only that, we have a different Pasuk. The Pasuk says, the Pasuk says by the menorah, it says, um, um, kaf, um, um, one second. I'm missing the Pasuk. It says, oh, Pasuk, in the menorah there were four goblets. Which is, refers to the central, central, um, central piece of the menorah, not the branches branching out. There were four, uh, four, Im, I don't know what you call it, images, but <coughs> etched in four types of, of goblets, and also there were flowers and and and, and buttons. And they were, and the word in the middle of the pasuk says mishukadim means they were all made from they were all they were all made from from uh, they were all they were all etched in to the menorah. And the Barashi brings that there, from the Gemara and Yuma that there are five psukim, there are four, I think four psukim in the Torah which are not, which is not clear, Elam Hechra, which is they don't know where, how, how the Pasuk flows. It's a sort of a dangling participle. That word, this word Meshukadim, does it belong to the beginning of the Pasuk? Does it belong to the end of the Pasuk? The question is why by the Menorah do we find the Pasuk, the Elam Hechra, that's not clear what it is? It's, so, so I think in light of what we're saying, that the Menorah represents the type of Torah of Rabbi Shmuel. The type of Torah of Rabbi Shmuel is, is, is inherently in conflict. There's a constant tug and pull. There's the ruchnis to constantly pulling you, and but you also have your 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 gashmis obligations of this world. It's a tug and pull, a constant. So that tug and pull, that's confusing. What do I mean? Specifically, from it's it's confusing. We can say elam hechra because what do you mean? I'm constantly questioning: Should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? When you look at the aron, the aron represents Torah, which is which is absolute. There's nothing else. And, and, and we could say that the Zer, we said it represents the, there's a crown, representing the Keser Torah, Keser Kuna, Keser Machas, the Zer is sort of a shlema, it's a completion of, of something. And if you wear a crown, it's, it's, it's complete, it's absolute. So the Torah of, of, of the Torah of, of the Aaron, that's Kulei cool, Torah, there's nothing else. The, the, the Ashiras of the Shulchan, the wealth, wealth of the Shulchan, that's all Ashiras. So there it's, it's pretty simple, you know exactly what you're supposed to be doing. But when it comes to the Menorah, which is supposed to be putting together, Torah and Ashira, so Torah and, 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 and wealth and, and the physical needs of this world, that's when it gets very complicated. And therefore, you have a Pasuk, you find the Pasuk over here, Hechra is like, it's not weighted to one side. Because you constantly have to be figuring out what, what, what you're supposed to be doing in a given situation. And Moshe Rabbeinu was particularly, this is particularly difficult for Moshe Rabbeinu, because Moshe Rabbeinu, the Pasuk says, was just, just a little bit less than a, than a, than a, than a Malach. We know Meshbenu spent 40 days by Amat Torah, he didn't eat. That's not what a normal human being could do. Meshbenu didn't separate from, from his family. He was not a regular person, Meshbenu. So for Meshbenu, it was particularly difficult. He didn't know how to make the Menorah. He understands to be cool like Torah, that's easier for Meshbenu than to have this, this conflict. And we also find, so that we can understand, why was it Meshbenu, why was Meshbenu confused? He didn't understand also about what Abzal told him that really you have to build the Mishkan first and then build build the Kalim, then put the Kalim on it. Why didn't it, why didn't he under, why was that also confusing for Moshe For the same reason, because if the bias means that's the physical place, that's the practical place that we're going to put the, we're going to put the Kalim. So Moshe Rabbeinu lived in a different realm. He wasn't he wasn't in the realm of the physical of the practical. That was almost similar. That's similar to like the Menorah. That's similar to like putting together a Ruchni sticking need and a physical need. That was in Moshe Rabbeinu's strength. Moshe Rabbeinu was. Was 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 strength was 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 in his ruchnis. So we can understand. So then, if that's if we, if we look at things in this way, we can understand 
what's the hamshach of the parasha? Why first you build the aron? Because the aron that's kulei tarik. Then you have the shulchan, that's ashiras, that's gashmias, that's the that's the mouth, that's the king. Then we have the menaira, which puts it together. The menaira is was the kli which represents tarik, which sits in the kodesh, which is both both Kuruchnias and Gashmias. And, but the Menorah was something which, which Moshe Rabbeinu had difficulty with because anyway, was, that was not his, that's not, that Moshe Rabbeinu was, oh, it was almost all Ruchni, almost all spiritual. And that's why I understand from the Menorah we go straight into the Mishkan, the building of the Mishkan, because the Mishkan also was the physical body in which we put the Kalim. Remember we said, the reason why we, we, Hashem was, gave the mitzvah of making the Kalim, even though he really meant them to be made after the Mishkan, why did he give them before the Mishkan? Because that was the purpose. That's the spiritual purpose of the Mishkan was to have the Kalim. So therefore, the Mishkan came right after the Menorah because the building of the Mishkan, the building of the of the Ereus, so the covering of the Mishkan, the walls of the Mishkan, that was the physical place to put the holiness of the Mishkan. Then that's why it comes right after the Menorah. And if that's we look at it in this way, it goes to take tremendous chizuk from 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 the from the parsha because Moshe Rabbeinu was the greatest of all people. So first of all, we see that Moshe Rabbeinu was the greatest of all people. When he didn't understand something, he wasn't embarrassed to ask. And not only that, when he didn't understand something, if someone told him he's doing it wrong, he accepted the criticism and he said, you're right, that's the way it should be. So that's, that's one tremendous lesson that we can take from, from the parasha. But more than that, as you see, that even a great person like Moshe Rabbeinu, the greatest of people, could also struggle when he looks at this, when he looks at this, uh, when he looks at this challenge of the Menorah, when he looks at the challenge of Rabbi Shmuel's Mahalach, of a person, when he, has to, when he has to work, he has to work, and when he has to learn, he has to learn. That challenge is, of course, a challenge for us. Sometimes we think it's only a challenge for us because there's something wrong with us and we're, not, and we're insufficient and we're not as good as we should be. But no, but even the greatest of all people also saw that as a challenge and as a difficult thing. So if you look, if, you, if Moshe Rabbeinu could be challenged in something and, he, and certainly Moshe Rabbeinu worked to overcome it, then we too should not be disappointed and we can overcome it.